Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is two up and two down. Here's our producer, Chris, to start us off. Welcome back to another episode of two up and two down. And today we got a great season four episode, the Cheever letters. And Chris, why don't you start us off with your first up? All right, folks, you know, the deal here, two positive things about a show and two negatives, whether it's a great episode or not, that's what we got to do. Uh, full disclosure. We, we don't, we don't share our notes. This is just kind of on the fly here. So the Cheever Letters, yeah, season four, 15 million people watched this episode, believe it or not, that's it. Uh, Larry, our friend Tom Leopold and Elaine Pope wrote this episode. So really cream of the crop there. So I'm going to take one of those writers. He was on our program. Um, one of the funniest scenes I recall in Seinfeld history, but it's it's Jerry and George back at Monk's telling the story about the panties your mother laid after you. I mean, again, I love that theme when they get back, right? Back at Monks and talking about something. You know, they were talking about the usual. I don't know the usual. Give me, you know, give me some typical, you know. George just playing that part perfect, right? I mean, yeah, he's never he's never done the dirty talk, all that stuff. You know, and then obviously Jerry tells the story, which was a true story that Tom Leopold, um, actually uh, had happened to him and said that same offensive thing to a girl back in the day. Uh, my contribution to that was, <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I was being tender with a young lady, you might say, and she was into talking, like sexual talking, you know, and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with her and she elevates it and I tried to elevate it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, do that. And then take off my panties. I went, yeah, the panties your mother bought you. And then all of a sudden she snapped out of it and went, wow. What could you say? <laughs> and I went, what? What? And I never forgot that. And so I, I, I told Larry, I told stories. Oh, God, you got to put it in. I forget what he actually said in the show. And yeah, then as, as George, so as eloquently George puts it, he goes, it's abnormal. I wouldn't call it offensive. So. For me, that's that's my first stop. The the panties laid out for you kind of conversation afterwards at Monks. Yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, yeah, I love it when George squeezes the uh, ketchup bottle uh, and it goes all over the place. Uh, but yeah, like you pointed out, Tom Leopold, one of the writers on the show, he's our episode 115. Definitely worth a check out. So uh, great up there. Uh, Tony, over to you. What's your uh, first up? Yeah, I mean, the panties your mother laid out for. Are you kidding me? incredible it, it never gets old i laugh out loud still by the five of the time i've watched i still laugh out loud um lot to choose from here i'm going with another kind of compilation if you will that i just love i absolutely just this one of the things about season four obviously is the, is the the trajectory of them writing the the series and this episode, just everything about it from, you know, uh, what do you got? Bix? I like a rolling writer, you know, oh, you're going to sit there. And then it's a, I, you know, I, I come in and say, hi, you say, oh, well, we got something here. It's cooking. Just everything about them trying to write the series, you know, you know, Kramer walks in like, no, no, come back, stay, you know, George falls asleep, the whole thing just. I can just picture these guys. I, you know, just recently I just watched a lot of Larry David uh, interview. I've probably seen it a hundred times, but talking about how like you know they had no idea what they were doing they're, they're trying to write the series this had to be drawn from real life stuff with them just like how the hell are we going to do this what do we even do we have no idea how to write a, a sitcom 
uh, you know, two of them just sitting down, uh, everything from the pen they're using, where they're sitting, they're, they're just procrastinating the whole time, <laughs> you know, they're looking for any excuse not to write. Uh, what's the call a lady say? So the, the whole up here is basically the, the two of them, you know, sitting down to, to write the Jerry pilot. And just this is where it all kind of starts in season four and so many great scenes throughout season four that show that. Uh, you know, this is this is up there for me. Uh, I'll never, I'll always say Rolling Writer. Uh, you know, the, that's one of my classics. So uh, that's my up. Yeah, great, uh, great scenes there. So yeah, good up there, Tony. Uh, Chris, back to you. What's your uh, second up? Yeah, so funny. Uh, Kramer coming in. Oh, you guys are working. No, 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 come in. It gets me every time. Uh, second up, I'm gonna go with the the first uh, dinner with the Rosses. I mean, how can you not, right? Uh, how you like those cigars, George? Oh, I'm sucking them down. I mean, uh, George was George was on point, right? I mean, the whole oh, I did not know that. Like doing his Johnny Carson bit, and then obviously Mister Ah, I never, I never cared for him. Like it was just, and then obviously the wife, you know, uh, wear some more lipstick. I mean, I mean the amount of lines thrown in the, the cabin, the uh, forty-seven cabin, the whole thing. Uh, what is laughter going? Ha, you know. Just so many lines within that dinner. It's just, and then obviously cherish the cabin and obviously delivering the news uh, was just incredible. So for me, that first dinner with the Rosses, I mean, how could it not be an up, right? You're right. That's a, definitely an up. So yeah, great one there. Uh, Tony, back to you. What do you got for your second up? Yep, I, that was. If you didn't take it, I was gonna. That was gonna be my next one. But it got plenty here. I covered it all perfectly there. And third, George just keeps eating. No, George eating is always great. Uh, we get to see the Mrs. Ross dynamic. Wear more lipstick, he says to her. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, great up. Uh, I'm gonna kind of go for a little further. Then for my next up is obviously the reveal, the the John Cheever reveal. Uh, it doesn't get better than this in sitcom history. I mean, reading the letter, Jerry and George behind, you know, George looking at his watch, the faces they're making while it's getting red is incredible. Uh, you know, it brought me to orgasm. The whole thing, uh, it just onward and upward as in time is what he's indicating here and then just the whole the two of them so uncomfortable uh just this news is getting revealed right in front of him while that while she's reading the letters out loud i mean you're watching that live the last thing you're expecting to happen in this scene is what happens and that's also what makes it incredible the fact that they choose john cheever just just read like just everything about it's great uh you know just the jerry george dynamic particularly um, love their faces. If you just rewatch that scene again, just look at George and Jerry going back and forth with each other, just so uncomfortable with everything going on. Uh, perfect scene, uh, just awkwardness uh, all around. So that's my my second up. Oh yeah, it's such a great scene. You know, like Ricky the son, Dad, you and John Cheever, and just great stuff there all around. So yeah, excellent scene. Uh, so uh, Chris, so we're gonna go back to you. Uh, we're gonna do the downs now. What do you got for your first? Yeah, luckily, you know, I talk a lot about relatability. Thankfully, that scene was not relatable, okay? So that's what made it <laughs> made it very funny. So Downs, you know, you got to pick at lines when you have some of these some of these, these great episodes. And and just the scene Tony just mentioned, believe it or not, the, the line, come in the house, you wipe your, you wipe your wheels. I don't know. I, like, 
was that needed? I, I thought that could have got cut uh, on the editing floor. Um, I think Mrs. Ross had just enough. She didn't need to kind of belittle her, you know, sister, sister-in-law, whatever she was there who looked like George. So for me, the wipe your wheels line, I don't know, never really, I always remember it, but never really sat well with me. So for me, first down. All right. Uh, good point there. Uh, Tony, back to you. What's your uh, first down? Yeah. So I didn't write a lot down. He just took one. I say that a lot on these episodes that, uh, that I'm keen on. So, um, I totally agree. And I didn't like Ansel. I actually didn't like the brother Ricky either, to be honest with that. Those two of, the, of that part of the seat. I don't love, reminds me of Chandler a little bit from friends. I don't know why that guy was rubbing the wrong way. It's something about no need for him either. No need for either of them really to be there. I feel like it's just kind of piling on, trying to get more jokes. And to Harris' point, it's kind of unnecessary. Hey, there, young fella, George says. Kind of funny, I guess, but the wheelchair line could do without. Listen, I, I, I got two left, so hopefully he doesn't take one of the next uh, his next one. But my, my next one, I'm going to go with the bigger one, I think, here. It, it is Kramer uh, getting the Cubans. Listen, as great as this episode is, again, I say this a lot. You give You give Michael Richards anything, and he'll make it work. But they don't give him a lot here to go with. He, he meets the Cubans. They like the jacket. I, I, they call back to this jacket so many times in Seinfeld. They go to that well just so many times. Um, you know, and to, to Harris' point, if you don't know the jacket, you know, history, you're not really getting that joke as well in this one. Um, so that's another callback sort of down. Don't love the Cuban guys. Weird one here, the way he just pulls out the cigars, like this one, that one doesn't have a label on the one he's showing. He just knows that's the one. That's an odd thing there. Um, anyway, I'm looking for downs. It's kind of a, str a stronger of the ones I wrote down because it's kind of a bigger scene. And I think that I get it. The cabins burned down. The you know the, the cigars burned down the cabin, so Kramer's got to do something. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just think it was it was kind of a weak uh, couple of minutes or whatever it ended up being. But that's my uh, my down. Tony, well, thank you for that. Uh, and Chris, back to you. What's your uh, second down? I had Kramer as well, so you're you're not off there at all. Um, for me, second down, I'm gonna go with Sandra, Sandra, whatever whatever her name is. I mean, I don't know her running away from Elaine, crying, and then her leaving Jerry's. Like, so he, he listen. Like George said, did he say something abnormal? Yes. Do you have to run out of the apartment? It's not like. It, the mothers you're paying Lafayette it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to strangle you and kill you. You know what I mean? Like, I think she overreacted a bit. So her overreactions to both Jerry and Elaine at the office. And I don't know. She's one of those characters just didn't completely resonate with me. To your point, like the Anthony and, and the brother, like, I don't know. With that said, you know, again, we got some great dialogue because of her but i don't think she stood out specifically so she's my second down all right yeah i can see you, you see that uh and tony back to you your second one yeah it's interesting as soon as you said her name i almost was like wait a minute what who because i kind of almost forget about her a little bit i will say the whole running out of the bedroom with her shirt off and just the interesting little uh jerry was all the way all the way in there at that point huh because you don't see that much on seinfeld where you know she's coming out of the bedroom i have Undressed. I always found that interesting. You know, first day Jerry's already uh, closing the deal until he opens his mouth. Anyway, uh, 
Listen, my my second down, Ohio mentioned at the top, you're looking at lines here on an episode like this. I gave a pretty good first down. The second down is kind of a throwaway line, but always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, uh, I did like the Johnny Carson impression, obviously, you know, uh, uh, you know, weird, wild stuff. Always takes me back to, to uh, Dana Carvey as well. Um, but the the George line, like Superman's Fortress of Solitude, you know, that's a Jerry line. George is not really a Superman guy. That's Jerry's thing. Jerry, kind of, you know, George kind of slips that in, talking about the cabin. Um, you know, it's kind of like Superman's Fortress of Solitude. I, I don't love it. I, I guess George is channeling his best Jerry. Awkward situation with the parents. First time meeting them. He's just throwing out material. He's got his Carson. Now he's doing Superman. So I get it. But if I'm looking for downs, I want something to throw away here. Um you know, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna give that as a down. I think that's kind of out of character for George per se. Um, so uh, I just they always got to kind of cram Superman in. That's their thing. I get it, but never a fan of it really, to be honest with you. So uh, that's my my second down. All right, fellas, thank you. Uh, that's the ups and the downs. Uh, so let's go back to Chris. Uh, wrap us up with uh, grades and the or impressions of the Cheever letters. Yeah, I feel that that's an interesting down. It, and not that you're really killing the line, but it was out of character. So that that, that makes sense there. Listen, the Cheever letters, you know, who we had Greeny on, his favorite episode of all time. It's many people's favorite episode of all time. But we gotta be tough. We gotta be fair, we gotta be tough. Okay. We're graders here. Everything Tony mentioned, that the the writing process, to me, and I think he 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 might agree here because it encompasses all about season four and there was so much there with the writing. I think that to me was the episode, right? Uh, Cause you sprinkled in a lane and you had Kramer walking in, but we talked, we talked about it, right? Kramer didn't really have a great episode. The, the, you know, meeting the, the Cubans, Elaine talking about like long distance calls. I mean, what did she really have in this episode? So, you know, it's it's a great episode, but I can't put it to that high, super high level. Um, I did like Kramer's golf talk. Uh, the, the panties were laid after you. Know, the, the, the whole, the, the Rosses, the Cheever. I mean, I, that stuff was monumental. I'm not dismissing that by any by any stretch. But to get in that upper echelon, not only do you need all four, and then these season four episodes are interesting, right? Where I think the 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 main four carry most of it. We don't need the, the Jimmys of the world or, or, or a great guest star, which we didn't really have here, right? Outside of Ross's, they were they were solid. But to be fair, I'm gonna give the Cheever letters an A minus. It's not quite A material. Uh, on any given day, it is because, like like you said, you're laughing out loud no matter what during this whole episode. Um, but to be fair to what we know is an A and A plus, I'm giving the Shiva letters an A minus. All right, yeah, no, I, I I definitely see that as a as a solid grade for this uh, particular episode. So yeah, uh, Tony, over to you. What do you got? Listen, listen, folks, that's an analysis right there. Tough but fair. He he didn't let his heart get in the way of that. I don't know. I I, I can't. I, I listen. He he. Every point he made was right. I even wrote some of those down. I thought, but here's the thing: I like the Lane's rubber pencil thing. I'm surprised you love you love a Lane pendant. I love a Lane pendant. Uh, you know, the panties closing line by Elaine is an all timer. I see what you're saying though. She doesn't bring a lot. I already mentioned Kramer doesn't bring a lot, 
and really that's the only thing keeping it from elevating in my book too is the is the Kramer not giving me enough and and what he mentioned also which is a valid point is is the is the the guest stars don't really stand out I mean the Ross is sure but to Harris point you know the chick Sandra's not great we don't need the wheelchair and and we don't need the, the brother they don't do nothing so what do you got you got the four of them and if one of them's down a little bit even you know where are you going to go with it so I get everything O'Hara is saying, except I went into this already at, at high, high level. I went into this before I rewatched it. I couldn't bring myself to go as low as he's going. I'm, I was decided between an A plus and an A. That was my dilemma. He looked like he was an A minus A. So he almost talked me down, but I'm going to stick to my guns here. I got to give the Chiever letters an A. I, I just, I, I, I see what he's saying. But I'm letting sentimentality get in the way here. I think maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm getting the the ending. The I'm getting, you know, the John Cheever seat itself. What everything this represents. Uh, I love Rolling Rider. I'll keep going back to that line over and over again. But uh, listen, I, I get I get where he's coming from. But I'm going a step higher. I, I'm giving the Cheever letters a, a solid, clean A. Albeit maybe a little low, but I, I got to stick to my guns here. Uh, I, I'm going to give it an A. All right. Well, thank you, fellas. Uh, well, again, A, A minus. That's why season four is so great because of episodes like uh, the Cheever letter. So thank you guys. And we'll see everybody on the next episode.